Hi, my name is Pete Scazzaro. I want to welcome you today to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. So good to be with you. Our title today is Emotionally Healthy Vacations, the Antidote for Vacations that Leave You Empty and Dry. Now, this is, of course, timely, uh, at least for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, that is North America, Europe, Asia, North Africa, as we go into summer uh, and peak vacation time for most leaders. Uh, for those of you in the Southern Hemisphere, that's Australia, New Zealand, uh, most of South America and some Southern countries in Africa, uh, you can be listening and hopefully will help inform your planning and thinking uh, for your coming summer vacation, which is a number of months away. Now, I'm doing this podcast because of the innumerable conversations I've had with leaders about their vacations uh, and helping them think about uh, and plan vacations differently as followers of Jesus, functioning and living in the new family of Jesus. And so when I ask pastors or leaders about their vacations, I get these kinds of responses. And this is, this is from someone who's been pastoring over 25 years. Oh, I take a week or two each year in the summer, maybe a week in the winter. I just take it when I need it. And a young pastor in his 30s said to me, he's about 10 years in, he said, well, I, I do long weekends, maybe a week in the summer. Never really thought about it too much. Another fellow in his 40s, oh, I take three weeks every summer, but to be honest, they're exhausting. I've got small kids. I try to keep everybody happy after it's been a difficult, demanding year. And I generally come back from vacations depleted, in need of a vacation. Uh, another uh, woman leader said to me, I don't really like sitting around. I'm on the go. I'm a go type person. From the time I get up until I fall asleep, I'm, I'm doing. So even on vacation, I'm, I'm working. Uh, or I can't take that much time to stop, said another. Or I'm so short-staffed at our church, I'm a solo pastor. I just do what needs to get done. And so there are so many issues and crises that I need to be available for my congregation. So Again, my observation over the years has been that very few pastors and leaders have a thoughtful, theologically robust, vision-filled uh, notion of vacations, especially for the long haul. Little biblical framework, little sense of the longevity and the big picture of serving Jesus out of the fullness of a cup that runs over, over decades, I'm talking about being vital uh, as a leader for 10, 20, 30, 40, plus 50 years. And then there's a little thought of actually uh, the church or a nonprofit or even a company as a family system. And that why it's so important, not just for you, but also for those you serve and those you lead. So emotionally healthy vacations, I'm calling it here, is just a critically important theme for uh, just so many reasons. I mean, uh, from you flourishing over decades and leading out of a cup that overflows to creating a healthy culture, especially leadership culture, that models being out of doing and and, and modeling also embracing of our limits and our humanity uh, and the rhythms of God's seasons in, in life and also serves us in letting go of our identity and, and getting our identity from our performance and uh, what we do out of our work. And it also just respects our soil, the replenishment needed for our soil of our souls and putting us in a position where we can hear God in fresh, creative ways. So let me provide a biblical framework for you to see or, or look at your vacations as I'm going to call them mini sabbaticals. That's what I've always called mine. See vacations as a mini sabbatical. And then I want to offer you a few practical suggestions on how you actually structure it. So I'm going to divide my comments into before 
your vacation slash mini sabbatical? What do you do during it? And then how do you come off it after it and return back into the flow of work? So I want to distinguish between Sabbaths, uh, sabbaticals, and what I'm calling here mini sabbaticals or vacations. So a Sabbath is a weekly 24-hour period that we stop, rest, delight, and contemplate. We see the invisible God in the visible world, allowing him to replenish our soil. That's a weekly 24-hour spiritual formation practice. And there's sabbaticals, which is a three to four month period, perhaps, or at least two to three to four months every seven or eight years, uh, where I take a longer stretch of time to stop, rest, delight, contemplate, uh, and allowing God to replenish the soil of my soul. And uh, so we get in trouble when we put the weight on a vacation or what I'm calling a mini sabbatical that is meant to be uh, carried partially by weekly Sabbaths uh, and a rhythm of weekly Sabbaths, as well as uh, thinking of sabbaticals every seven or eight years uh, where we have a longer time for our soils to be replenished. So now Jerry and I have applied this uh, principle of mini sabbaticals to our vacations for well over 30 years now. It's been life-changing for us. I can't imagine doing it any other way. Uh, and we've been able to share that with teams and staff over the years, and we've seen just so much rich fruit come out of it in people's lives. And I promise you, once you taste it, uh, you will not go back. Uh, so again, how we think about our vacations theologically is based on the Sabbath principle. In other words, as a preparation, and then there's some principles of what you do and how you structure a, a vacation or mini sabbatical, and then even how you come off it. So again, for those of you who are just uh, starting or maybe starting to practice Sabbath, uh, let me invite you to pick up a little free new a free ebook that we recently published. It's, uh, it's, it's called Sabbath, Four Countercultural Practices to Start and Keep a Biblical Sabbath. And I'm going to talk about them right now, but there's a nice fuller ebook for you to pick up for free on our website. Just go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash Sabbath. Uh, I'm very excited for this new uh, resource. It just it answers so many questions for folks seeking to get started. Again, go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash Sabbath and download that. That'll be a nice help to you and a supplement to what I'm sharing here today. So, let me say, let's say you're going to take a, a, a three-week vacation, uh, and that's always my recommendation, minimally, for folks, four if possible, in light of, you know, what it, what it means to lead in the name of Jesus. So what do you do beforehand? Go Now, listen, you got to think about it. you got to plan, just like you would plan for a weekly Sabbath. Uh, there is work to be done. It's a lot of work to prepare for a vacation as a mini sabbatical. You've got to create a container for it that's different than the rest of the year. So the key word here is you got to disconnect um, from, your, from your work, which means you got to do a lot of work preparing that and preparing the, the system or those you lead for it. So, for example, if you're a, a regular preacher or teacher on a weekly basis, you got, to, you got to set up who's speaking. And then who's leading in your absence? Who do people call? Who have you, you got to delegate? Uh, the responsibilities to other people, then you've got to communicate it to everyone whom you lead about that you're going to be gone and why you're disconnecting, why it's so important. So everybody knows in advance what's happening. So you, you have to set up away messages. And if you're 
I, I imagine, I trust you're involved in social media as one means to serve your people as I am. But as well in social media, you disconnect uh, on your vacation from social media. Again, because for most of us, it's part of our work. So these, this three-week, two-week, three-week, four-week period or more needs to be a container that looks different than the rest of the year. So there's boundaries around it. There's limits. Even if you're home for part of that time uh, or the whole time, it's a staycation. And so you've got to define that protective container and things like no emails, work-related, no phone calls related to work, no social media, et cetera, et cetera. Then how do you structure it? Uh, well, it's the same principle as Sabbath. I remember the word Sabbath in scripture means to, uh, it means to, to stop, to rest, to delight, to contemplate God for a 24-hour period each week. It's the way we organize our weekly seven-day week. We take that 24-hour period. Well, in the same way now with a, uh, a mini sabbatical, like a vacation uh, for a number of weeks, you're going to take the, those principles and now you're going to apply it over a longer period of time thinking it through. So first of all, you're going to stop. That's the first principle. You Sabbath first uh, and the mini sabbatical, anything related to the word Sabbath is a stopping of your work. Literally, it's a deliberate act of not producing, uh, not doing. It's enjoying the grace of God. As Jerry often has said, Sabbath is the one day of the week. I most believe and live out the fundamental truth of the gospel because I do nothing productive and yet I experience being utterly loved. That's why it's a prophetic act in and of itself. In other words, God is God. He's running the world and the universe. I'm not. I'm human. Uh, and therefore, I can stop even though I'm not finished. Many of us, we have, uh, you know, we have goals for a three-year period that really would take three years. We try to squeeze it into one year. And so our days are packed. We weren't created for 16, 17-hour days. And that's why this issue of uh, Sabbath or mini sabbatical like vacations, it touches something deep in our spirituality because uh, a, a vacation structured as a Sabbath sets me free not to be finished. I don't stop when I'm finished because I'm never finished. We're going to die with uncounted uh, projects and goals that are not finished. And I can stop and rest for a vacation because God's on the throne. Uh, the world's not going to fall apart if, if, I, if I stop. Uh, God's building his church. He's managing quite well without me. And so I can trust him. I can embrace my limits uh, and he's going to take care of everything. I used to think that I had to work really hard in my pre-EH discipleship days. I saw summer as I've got to really dig in the summer and lay the foundation to launch strongly in September in the fall. Uh, and again, it was out of anxiety and unbelief, actually. It was foolish uh, uh, versus trusting God taking a, a vacation, a mini sabbatical, to rest my soul and soil and uh, allowing God to do lots of work when I was not working, uh, which he always did. So first I stop on my vacation. I got to figure out how do I disconnect from work? Secondly, is I rest. Uh, it's also built into the Hebrew word Sabbath. And the soil, and in Israel, in ancient Israel, every seventh year, the, the soil was given a sabbatical rest. They were not to work that soil, and God would be replenishing the nutrients uh, invisibly in that year of it lying fallow so that it could bear much fruit, much greater fruit later. So in the same way, we rest the soil of our souls every seventh, uh, every seventh year. We do it on our sabbaticals, 
our many sabbaticals on vacations. We're just, we're resting our soil. We're respecting our humanity. Again, I'm, I'm a human being made in God's image. I am not God. And it flows from the understanding that it's violent to just work, 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 and uh, not have Sabbaths, not have mini sabbaticals, and not have sa- uh, sabbaticals, longer sabbaticals. So it flows from that understanding that I am a human being and God built me for Sabbath rest. And so I rest from my paid and unpaid work, productivity and accomplishment. And again, in a culture like ours in the West, which we define ourselves by work, and so as a result, we overwork, there's enormous pressure internally within us to work. It's in our families of origin, going back generations, it's in our culture, uh, and production and doing and uh, accomplishing something in some ways, for many of us, is the way we get meaning to our existence. And work is good, uh, but it can easily slip into idolatry. And so the center point of my life is not work, it's God. And everything else in life revolves around being with the living God. And so on Sabbath, I so often felt guilty. I used to feel guilty for vacations uh, before I had a theology for it. It seemed so absurd or lazy. I used to feel guilty like many others. But Sabbath is not a break. It's not a, in sense, your vacation is not a break from your work. Um, it's, in other words, it's to the Lord our God. You're taking this vacation as a sense of, uh, to the Lord our God. You're, you're offering it to Him as, a, as an act of trust and worship, and you're going to stop and you're going to actually rest. When, when a pastor or a leader tells me they're writing a book on their vacation, quote, or they're writing a paper, for an advanced program, I realized they don't get it. They're still working. So for uh, Jerry and, and myself, uh, we'd be very careful to boundary work completely around whenever we're taking mini sabbaticals of vacation. So for me, I'm not doing email related to work uh, during our, quote, vacation slash mini sabbaticals. Uh, I stop social media. I stop hurrying very intentionally, just like I would on Sabbath. That adrenaline rush of being busy, that addiction of of finishing people's sentences, uh, very intentionally slowing down to rest from that, multitasking, being very careful, not just do one my, my one day week, but carefully not to do more than one thing at a time uh, on my vacation slash mini sabbatical, not doing big decision-making uh, with Jerry, resting from my to-do list, and trying to limit have-tos and shoulds. And this applies even if you're, quote, retired from your employment. In other words, you're resting. And I love the nuance in the Deuteronomy command when on Sabbath it speaks about we also give rest to others, uh, people who work with us when we Sabbath. In other words, people love when I take a vacation or a sabbatical rest. Why? Because I'm a whirlwind of ideas. And so in some ways, when we, in many ways, when we take our Sabbath, our mini vacations, our va- our vacations, our mini sabbaticals, we are giving rest to all those around us as well. The third word is always the most important around as we structure our vacations and mini sabbaticals. And that's the word. We don't just stop. We don't just rest. We actually delight. We delight. And again, that's what God does in the first Sabbath in Genesis 1.31. God creates the humanity and the universe. This is very good, you know, and and we're just not good at delighting. And on Sabbath, we, we structure our time so that we actually delight in the miracle of life all around us. Now, I, it took me years to learn delight because my family of origin didn't do light, delight. We just did work. 
Um, work, you work, you work. Your value and your being was about work. So Sabbath, just like the, the weekly Sabbaths is about developing and cultivating the aha of the miracle of life all around us, paying attention to God's gifts and creation. Um, I'm thinking about on sabbatical, how do I structure my Sabbath, mini sabbatical vacation? What would, what would give me joy and delight for this two, three, four week time? And uh, so you've got to, if you're married, you've got to think about that with your spouse and his or her needs. And then you're, if you have children, there's a give and take there on what their needs are. But the point is, you got to really think about it. What would give me delight? Not just stop my work, not just resting and replenishing my soil, but what would actually be so delightful for me? You got to pray about that, think about it, be creative. The beach has always been big for us. We love the beach, you know, in the summer and swimming. We love nature and hiking and biking and you know, feasting on our five senses of beauty and touch and smells and so, and friendships, of course, being thoughtful about that on uh, vacations, mini sabbaticals, uh, and eating out, music, art, movies. And again, I love Jorgen Moltmann's book, Theology of Play, that German theologian that you know, the, the Trinity itself is playful, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and that when we enter into play like a boardroom, a board game, for example, without any, quote, express purpose of getting something done, we're tasting heaven. Uh, we're tasting the future of God's pleasure and joy. He creates, God is a playful God. I just love that. He creates this incredibly diverse world with all these kinds of animals and colors and tastes and smells. It's just all this beauty. And we just are generally, as leaders and pastors, my observation, and I'm counting myself as number one uh, among it, we're just, we just tend to be very flat, not very delightful people. You know, we're one-dimensional. Life is black and white, not color. And that's why this the idea of thinking through, okay, I've got this three-week chunk here of time to go and be on a vacation slash a mini sabbatical. What would bring me delight? Well, it may take you months to think about that and wrestle with that, so you can structure it in a way that not only, perhaps, if you're if you're married and you have a family, your family's needs are met, but yours as well. And of course, for singles, you too got to think creatively about how, as a single leader, do I structure this to get delight built into my life? And then fourth quality of a of a vacation slash mini sabbatical is I stop, rest, delight, and then I contemplate. I'm not talking about praying all day. Contemplate literally means to see the invisible God in the visible that surrounds me. I'm seeing that all of life is a miracle. It's, it's that discipline of slowing down to see the sacramental nature of life, that God is coming through Again, nature, meals, food, people. I'm actually looking at what's around me. I'm tasting life. And so we're tasting heaven. We're tasting eternity, as Abraham Heschel says in one of my favorite quotes of his, that we taste on Sabbaths, weekly Sabbaths. We taste on mini sabbaticals of vacations and longer sabbaticals. We are transported to taste our eternal rest, our eternal Sabbath rest. I love when he says, unless one learns how to relish the taste of Sabbath while still in this world, unless one is initiated in the appreciation of eternal life, one will be unable to enjoy the taste of eternity in the world to come. And again, we, we taste our death in a sense. We stop, we rest, we delight, we contemplate him. And that's what will be when we see him face to face, Revelation 19 to 22. So again, you don't have to structure your vacation. 
as a mini sabbatical, what I'm calling here an emotionally healthy vacation, uh, you get to keep a Sabbath. It's a gift. As Jesus said in Mark 2, 27, you were not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for you as a gift. And that this, this taking your vacations, turning them into mini sabbaticals will actually serve you uh, as it has served me for decades in getting off that addiction, that crack of doing, making, producing, and accomplishing. It really is like getting off a drug uh, and living as a free person. Uh, and again, just like just like everything else in the Christian life and all the truths of prayer and Bible study, vacation, seeing vacation as a mini sabbatical also has to be understood from the inside. In other words, you just need to do it. Begin to uh, experiment with what I'm sharing with you here. But once you taste it, you will never go back. It'll pull you forward. Now, this is a shift of culture for probably most of you listening to me right here. Uh, so this is not going to be quick or easy. And you may have done what I did. Uh, and I, cr I created a culture of dependence uh, in the church I was leading. Uh, and again, I'll call that an unhealthy family system. The family system of a community or a nonprofit or even a those of you who are Christians in the marketplace, those you lead, we want to create a healthy system, families. And part of that is that none of us are indispensable. God alone is. And that we were built for rhythms. We were built for seasons. Um, and it gives other people an opportunity to step up into some things. And it is for the long term, again, I'm always thinking long term, God sees eternally, we're thinking over decades, it is extremely important for the health of that family system as well. Okay, so I've talked about what do you do before you launch on vacation? What do you do actually during that vacation slash mini sabbatical? How do you structure it? Now the question is, what do you do after it? How do you come off it? This is very important as well. Uh, and I would invite you to do what I've done for decades, as that is when you come back, the day you come back for at least one day, two if you can do it, take a day to be alone with God. In other words, the day you return to work, let that be a day alone with Jesus. A day for you to center, to maybe review your journal, pray, ask God what seeds he may have for you coming out of your uh, vacation slash mini sabbatical, but you want to come back slow. So you come back with that day with God, which I've done for decades, maybe two days. Uh, if you're if you're preaching on a regular basis, I would encourage you to get a guest for that weekend, uh, the next weekend coming up there, or you just preach some, you know, my my mini sabbatical thoughts or or how God came to me, something light, so that you have a week to kind of slowly come back. Uh, into work because you want to have a bigger view of what's going on here. Do you understand? You you are, as Walter Bergman says, your sa Sabbath, any any structure of a Sabbath, whether it's a day or for a few weeks or for a three to four month period, when we practice the Sabbath principle, we are resisting powers and principalities of the air. That's why it says in Deuteronomy 5, remember you were slaves in Egypt, but the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand. And so when we receive the gift of Sabbath, God really is inviting us to resist the powers and principalities. And, and we agree with the gospel that we are loved and valued apart from our works. 
We're loved and valued simply because of Jesus' finished work on the cross and resurrection and ascension, and we rest in his work, not our own, his performance, not our performance, his doing, not our own. And so I'm going to invite you as well to build vacations as many sabbaticals, so not simply for yourself, but then into the leadership culture around you, how you, when you work with your team, when you supervise other people, um, you want to be asking them, how are your rhythms? Of course, in your days and your weeks, how you're balancing your being and doing. Then you want to ask them about how are you structuring now, uh, thinking about a longer period mini sabbatical for vacation this year? Have you thought about it? Uh, this is a, a difficult practice to begin to cultivate. Uh, it's about trial and error. I was with someone recently and they were telling me they do two weeks in July and two weeks in August. That works for them. Great. So you got to do your own trial and error. For me, uh, I needed it in one chunk uh, each year. I would take the whole month of August uh, when I was lead pastor. And people, everyone just knew it. And I think they all looked forward to it. It was all good. And I would generally take the week between Christmas and New Year's as well. But that was more compensation time. Uh, and I would just distinguish compensation time from heavy seasons. I would not call those sabbaticals. They're simply you're compensating. So, for example, maybe Easter week, Christmas week, you're working uh, you know, a lot more hours than normal because of the nature. Jerry and I are coming off a cohort that we just did with nine couples. It was, uh, we were putting in 12-hour days for five days. It was a very intense time. We are headed for this next week a compensation time. Uh, and uh, I'm doing a little bit of work, but it's a lot of compensation and time off. It is not a sabbatical. It's simply compensation. There was a, a friend of mine who's, who's been pastoring at the same church now for, uh, gosh, he's probably coming up to you know over two decades, maybe his third decade at this point. And he his model was something I wish I had done um, that he built in very early on when his church was smaller. And that is he did not preach for the months of July and August. Uh, he took a full month of July off, uh, and maybe, maybe probably at that point he got to even five weeks vacation, and then he would take two to three weeks of study time after his vacation, his mini sabbatical. So really, it was like a seven or eight week break for him every year. Now he's flourishing. I, I honestly, I wish I had done that. And again, if you're at a place for quite a long time, you perhaps can structure something like that. I thought it was a brilliant idea. And, and I would also encourage you to think about taking, you know, one to two, at least three-day weekends, um, one, you know, a year, uh, perhaps with your family. Again, I'm, I'm always thinking stability and longevity, because if we can get replenished while we're uh, pastoring or leading where we are, we don't have to go to another place to get replenished and get out of it. So, again, let me just close with this. Let me, let me place the rhythms of vacations as mini sabbaticals in the larger context of rhythms that I believe each of us needs to engage in the kind of challenges and pressures that we find ourselves under in the 21st century. So one is I do mini Sabbaths every day. I call that the daily office. I have morning prayer, midday prayer, evening prayer. They're almost like mini Sabbaths, you know, for a period of time every day. Then I have a weekly Sabbath, a 24-hour period every week uh, where I Sabbath the Lord our God. Then uh, I have vacations or mini sabbaticals for a four-week period of time every year. Uh, and I would encourage those of you in the marketplace as well to do that at least because why? We're leading for Jesus. Uh, we lead out of a listening uh, to him, being with him, out of a delight, out of a cup that runs over. Uh, and so that time is necessary for us to, again, do that year after year after year. And then I do sabbaticals every seven or eight years um, 
for, you know, again, two, three, four months. In fact, I would actually encourage you to consider building into your life, if it's possible, a day alone with God every month as part of your work. Just a day to be with God in prayer, scripture, maybe reading, study. Uh, again, always thinking we want to be leading and out of a place of overflowing uh, cups emotionally and spiritually. You say, well, Pete, how will the work get done? I'm not worried. You know why? As it says in Ecclesiastes 10.10, if the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. Let me say it one more time. It's Ecclesiastes 10.10. If the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed. Do you understand? If you'll take the time to let God sharpen your axe, sharpen the edge of you as a person, you don't have to work as hard to get way more done because it's your being is so much sharper in God and deeper in God. Your impact is so much greater. I think of John the Baptist in that. Again, we want to be thinking about a, a ministry or serving Jesus over not just five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years, but 30, 40, 50 plus years. So again, for those of you who are learning about practicing or start practicing Sabbath, let me invite you to pick up that new ebook we recently published uh, called Sabbath, Four Countercultural Practices to Start and Keep a Biblical Sabbath. Just go to emotionallyhealthy.org slash Sabbath. That's emotionallyhealthy.org slash Sabbath. So excited for you to check that out. Thank you so much for being with me today. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Look forward to seeing you next week. <music>